Hello and welcome to Roast Into Review, the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for, we then revisit and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose-tinted glasses. I'm your host, Michael Cherbaz, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Connor Arkeen. How's it going, Connor? Good, dude. How are you? I'm doing good. Feeling you don't need a hug after that, after this week's... Uh... Feeling like a little topic, little child feeling, with a big you're head. Not feeling, yeah, in a you're cruel not feeling dark like world. A little child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, my, my head feels uh, correctly proportioned. <laughs> I'm doing all right. All right, good. So today's episode, we are reviewing Limbo, the 2007 video game uh, developed by Playdead, published by Playdead and Microsoft Game Studio, directed by. Ant Jensen and designed by Jeppe Carlson. Cool. Uh, how to describe this game? It's a, it's like a, a puzzle platformer, little indie game. Yeah, yeah, like 2D, uh, black and white, everything like silhouette art. We're describing the visuals and like what you do in the game, but not the plot. Cause <laughs> well, I mean, what is the plot? Can you explain it to me? I don't think I can. <laughs> What's it mean, Michael? What does it mean? Maybe that's why I'm not depressed and need a hug because I didn't understand it. Because <laughs> you don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. We're ignorant. Uh, ignorance is bliss. I think so. so. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, so in this game you play as a like a little, a big-headed little boy in a big, scary, dark, strange world uh, and you you start out unconscious, you you gain consciousness and just start walking right. Fun fact, if you go left, you get an achievement. But you start walking right and just make your way through this world. The The landscape goes from uh, kind of a, a woods, scary woods, to an industrial kind of area, to what looks like a city, and then back out into the, the wilderness again. Mm. Um, and it kind of ends up in this, uh, like like this weird sci-fi facility with like yeah. anti-gravity shit going yeah, on. It's, yeah. it's strange. And then... At the very end, once you get like you get back out to the forest and you've almost like looped and it's like cyclical and you're seeing like an area that was sort of at the beginning of the game. Mm. It's yeah. I don't I don't know quite what to make of the plot. I haven't um I didn't jump on YouTube and like type in like limbo ending explained to you get didn't, a You didn't limbo ending explained this? I didn't. I didn't. What are we going to say if we're not rehashing <laughs> other people's work? Oh, this is going to be the shortest episode ever. We'll have to come up with our own <laughs> ideas. Right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm curious to hear your ideas. First of all, it came out in 2007. Did you play it in 2007? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I did. It was like a little bit after the release, but it was pretty pretty shortly after. So I think I still hit it in 20, 2007. Cool. Uh, my mate Alistair, he... Brought it over on his Xbox. I don't. I think he originally brought it over just as. So it was. It launched on 360. It's on like every platform under the sun now. Yes, but it was, was an part of the the Xbox Live Arcade. Yes. So um, run of games. So this is a. I would I would call it a very kind of significant game in terms of uh, like small indie games bringing back uh, like 2D games and platforming games. Mm. into the popular zeitgeist because for the longest time of video game consoles, it was, oh, yeah, we had that in or like with Mario in Super Nintendo and then, like, nah, nah Super Nintendo get fucked. Like, it's got to be 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. And then the graphics just have to be better and better and better. And I think slowly over the years, people have uh, begun to care less about just how good the graphics look uh, on a technical level in terms of how real does it look yeah, and more focused on how good can the game look in a it, with a visual style of its own and an art style of its own. Yeah, and I think this is this was kind of the beginning of that, where uh, you have games like Zelda Wind Waker coming out, and everybody wanted this like mature, better looking version of Ocarina of Time, and mm. it was this cel shaded, cartoony anime ghibli kind of aesthetic and people mm. shat on it at the time mm. absolutely hated it. it was like oh this is a game for babies i want an adult zoldo um <laughs> yeah yeah and then public opinions kind of swung around on that one and it's and people like see it for what it is and it's uh uh it's a it's a fantastic game in its own right and i i think that the two games that are kind of 
the most important for these littler titles was this and another game, Braid, that both right, kind yeah. of, they are both puzzle platformers. They both kind of uh, reinvent or like subvert things that we expect in platformers, like that we've learnt from Mario games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this launched in, they had their, their big um, summer of arcade sale. So it mm-hmm. was like a digital only release kind of game. There's no disc copy. I think later there was a disc copy where they bundled it in with a couple of different, like I think they they threw three of the arcade games together on a disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the funny thing with the uh, Xbox Live Arcade games were that every single one of them had to have a demo. Um, and the demo was you could start playing the game um, and then once you got to the end of the demo, it would be like, oh, do you want to pay this much money? And you'll unlock it. Like you downloaded yeah, right. the whole game as a demo. So I think my mate brought it over just as the demo. We played like a little bit of it. He's like, you got to play this game. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting there watching me, which is always a bit like, ner- like, uh, like you get anxious when you're like trying to figure out a puzzle and they're like just sitting oh, watching oh, you. Absolutely, dude. And you're like, uh, like just, it's, uh, it's that like in the back of your head, they're like, fucking hurry up. Figure it yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I've had that on a massive scale trying to play Undertale for the first time on a live stream. Yeah, yeah. And having everyone in chat being like, oh, duh, dickhead, you didn't know how to do a fucking puzzle. Of course they didn't. I hate that. Yeah, so, yeah, it wasn't the best. That's not the best way to experience the game, I think, but I did. it did really wow me. And then he bought it very soon after, um, mm-hmm. and I played it on his Xbox to experience the whole thing. And, yeah, like, it really... I think it's a lot more of a mature game in terms of uh, look and aesthetic. People expect a, a puzzle platformer and they think of Mario or a Sonic. Yeah, well, you said before that, that this and um, Braid both kind of subverted people's expectations of what a 2D platformer could be. And this uh, Braid, um, they both kind of uh, take it in the uh, Games is Art banner, I yeah, think, yeah. across them but where Braid goes uh, a lot more cerebral and uh, is a lot more whimsical, at least, this kind of goes the more dark and gritty route. This goes, okay, you know, this ain't this ain't Mario. This ain't your daddy's 2D platformer. Like, we're going really grim. And, I mean, there's been, there's been 2D platformers uh, or, or uh, 2D video games before this that were intended for mature audiences, Castlevania and, and uh, Metroid mm. and the like. Um, but this is one where... The setting and world is one that would typically be quite colourful and accessible, and they're flipping that on its head. Yeah, they're, they're they're perverting that. Yeah, they're very very much just you just start and you're told nothing. There's not even uh, any on screen tutorials of oh, like press this button to jump. Yeah, yeah, you just you push whatever buttons you've got available and see what does what. Yeah, and you you work it out. If you want to press start and go into the option menu, just look at your controls, you can, but they don't put it on screen for you. There's no HUD elements at all through the whole game. Mm. And what's funny is I would I would almost say that this has that kind of Dark Souls level of game design of uh, die over and over again to, to, to learn. Yeah, definitely. But this actually predates Dark Souls. It has that brutalness that Dark Souls does where... You're just running along and you're like, yeah, cool. And then a bear trap snaps you and you get fucking ripped in half. And you're like, oh, yeah, fuck, definitely. I didn't notice. Yeah, you kind of you die to ground. learn more about the environment and the mechanics of the game and how you're supposed to tackle these puzzles. Like you're like, okay, maybe if I try this and then you die. And you're like, okay, so that wasn't the way to do that. Yep. Uh, and the deaths are so uh, visceral and uh, almost gratuitous. I mean, it's this little boy, like a little boy character. His yep. guts, you see entrails and stuff. He gets decapitated. It's it's uh, pretty uh, on the nose, which gives the the horror fan in me uh, a real um, thrill. It makes it makes it entertaining, it, entertaining at first, and then on the puzzles where you keep fucking dying and you're going, you're not giving me a bar here. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Give me a hint. It gets yeah. kind of frustrating. It starts to become <laughs> a little bit humiliating in the way that I think Dark Souls uh, does does that, like with the title screen, that you died. And it's like, I yeah. know, I'm aware. <laughs> I was just thinking I, I experienced this game first in 2000 and I want to say 11 or 12 actually. Okay. Um, I picked it up in one of the early Humble Indie bundles before that. I'm, I'm pretty sure be- way before they were doing like the Humble Monthly bundle and before that was a really uh, a big thing. Yeah. Came with a bunch of games, including Braid uh, and Super Meat Boy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I was wondering if maybe this came out around the same time as Super Meat Boy, but Super Meat Boy was 2010. But it has that Super Meat Boy thing, that, that quality of you die, but you're back pretty much right where, like right before where you died yeah. immediately. So it never it never feels pace killing. It never feels um, it, it verges on on overly frustrating, but never quite gets there. Uh, and I think that's something that 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 game developers after this would have would have taken on board because it's a it's a it's a feat, um, mm. and certainly would have been for the time as well. Uh, I went back and I, I remember my first hearing of this game was through Yahtzee, uh, his review, the zero punctuation review. Yep. Um, he would pair, and he, I think he still does often pair like smaller indie titles together and try and find like maybe some commonality between the two to tie them together. But he did um, this and uh, like a Diablo clone. I can't remember. It was another Xbox Live Arcade like game. Like Torchlight or something. And no, I can't remember the game. I think it was like Death something or other, Death Grip, Death Sandwich. I can't remember. Um, but uh, Death Sanger. Death Sanger. That's it. But in that review, he mentions that while while these games can come off as a bit pretentious, and this game kind of in particular, he described as it's like they end the game as soon as they run out of ideas. It's a little on the short side, and and they're asking like the the asking price for it was was comparatively a bit high. He thought, but he appreciated the fact that this was uh, an indie team making something cool and something unique when the industry at the time is going okay. But is this Gears of War like? I need. I think he describes it as like you need it. Uh, like you need proven like evidence that this is going to do as well as Gears of War before the people in charge will give you money to make this game. Yeah. Um. And and this certainly would have been part of of maybe a swing back to a, a very gradual. I feel like, and I might be wrong in saying this, but a very gradual swing to where we are now, where uh, games are. We we have games like the Stanley Parable and and all these games are art kind of games coming out. You know. Yeah, well, it definitely did because Xbox Arcade, when it launched with the 360, it was just repackaged old arcade titles. It was mm. Pac-Man and Dig Dug and Centipede and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And so then a couple of years into the platform, people start creating original new little titles for that platform. But then there's limitations that were sort of built into that category of game when the platform launched. Like they had to be 1.5 gigabytes size you couldn't go over that and so suddenly you had some games that were a little bit more that that fit into that xbox arcade kind of category of game but they were a little bit more ambitious so they were a little bit bigger than that and it was like Mm. no that suddenly it doesn't fit into a category and now uh they got rid of xbox live arcade and now every, every game is just a game with on 360 with the introduction of achievements games on a disc had a thousand achievement points and xbox live arcade games had 200 points but now ah or on, I think, play, PlayStation 3, the smaller t- titles didn't have platinum trophies. You couldn't get ah, a platinum okay. by finishing a smaller game. You would just get all of mm. the silver and gold and bronze and, and that shit. But then with Xbox One, PlayStation 4, there's no, 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 this is a mini game. This is a small yeah, game that doesn't count just, as a real a game. game. Every every game is a game now. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've swum back. Uh, obviously, like uh, Journey is like a very famous one for for PlayStation as an exclusive. Mm. The way that this was for uh, Xbox at the time, but yeah, what you were saying about that that immediate like checkpointing where you you come back right where you died, mm. that was very much. This was one of those earliest games that I remember experiencing that and going, "Wow, this is next gen." <laughs> wow, that I'm wow, not that's like, so cool. Oh, I've gone back to the the checkpoint in a Mario game is halfway through a level. Yeah, or I yeah. have to go back to the start of the level, or yeah, or even sa- just a loading screen. There's no, yeah. there's no like, hey, a loading screen with a tip saying, you know, hey, try jumping or something like that. Try jumping, idiot. Yeah, I feel like it does a really good job of keeping you immersed in that world, and um, it doesn't give you a a chance to become disinterested in in the story or or what what little story there is. Um, and when there's so little story really uh, offered up front, like it encourages you to kind of read into things and do the the thinking yourself and and dig uh, on your own time. Uh, I think that's I think that's a that's a point in its favour that that it doesn't like take you out of out of things with loading screens or making you replay large chunks of the level. It keeps keeps the momentum, the sense of momentum going. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big achievement for it because it is so minimal in. Uh, lots of in its controls there's very very simple controls very minimal in its art style uh, in terms of uh, musical score there there is a composer credited but it's not really music it's 
it's like tones and drones and diegetic yeah, and world some, noises and some, that kind of almost become melodies and have this yeah, repetitious some pattern like, to it. Some like thematic rhythms and stuff uh, throughout, but it's it's nothing. I mean, you wouldn't call it music per se. Yeah. Like it's not a a score. But yeah, it's a feat to be able to craft something like this and withhold so much of the story. Mm. But it it stands as a testament to how interesting the world is that you you are hooked from the start and mm. you want to know more, and so it keeps your attention. Like you said, another Dead Space was the other one for me on 360 that. I died and then straight away it was like, oh, checkpoint. And you go back to that last save and it was like, oh, I'm like, I'm just around the corner from where I was. Holy shit. Uh I was so used to like save points and Mm. that kind of thing. But yeah, the dying can be a little bit frustrating in this game because if you are dying over and over again on the same puzzle, there's no loading screen, but it does sit there for quite a while after you're dead. It really, it does let you sit with the knowledge that you fucked up. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't throw that you died on screen but you are sitting there for a little while and that's probably a compromise. It's probably partly it's loading in the background. Yeah, yeah. And just not showing a loading screen, but then also partly it is for the for you to like sit on it and sometimes it's important to you might die and there's like a boulder rolling after you and then mm. while you're dead, you get to see where that boulder, like its trajectory goes after you've died and then you go, oh, okay, now yeah, I've got a totally. little, bit of, little bit more of an idea of what to do next time. Yeah, you go up. Uh- that's where I slipped up, yeah. Something that I didn't remember or I misremembered was I was expecting the deaths to be, like, they are visceral. Getting, like, stabbed by the spider mm. at the beginning mm-hmm. is, is really full on. Um, or even just, like, falling down a pit where there's spikes or, like, your, your little yeah, legs, like, yeah. snap if you fall too far. Yeah, the sound design does some really heavy lifting when it comes to the deaths. But in terms of sound design, I was remembering, like, a really harsh sound effect when you die that's like that, like, mm. you're dead. And I yep. think that's from, uh, I think that happens more in Inside, but in this game, a lot of the time the death is silent. Like there's there's the sound effect and of you getting stabbed by the spider, but there's no yep. like sting of like yeah, a musical no, like, sting that happens. Or like anything like that. It's, it's the silence is, is deafening. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be a combination of Inside that I'm misremembering and also that dying sound effect that happens in Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. As you're like getting your like your neck like pulled open and it does that like yeah and it does that like yeah 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 the ramp yeah, yeah. totally for anybody who uh, is unfamiliar Inside is a game that came out mm. a, what, a, a few years ago at this point that's uh, same yeah, a developers like a spiritual successor to to Limbo yeah very similar in its um, tone and minimal storytelling yeah I, uh, I want to talk young boy again young boy big scary world. Minimal, minimal color palette. Slightly better proportion to his the rest of his body and inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk more about Limbo, obviously, and and talk more about our experiences with it this time um, and what we got out of it. But just real quick, do you think uh, how do you rate Limbo to to Inside? Do you do you have a preference? Because I, I believe we've played both of them yeah. quite recently now. I only played Inside for the first time last year. It had been so long since playing this game. I haven't touched Limbo since 2007. Mm, I, I yeah. played it the once. It was like, that was excellent. Loved it. Put it down. And it was just that memory of it. Every time, you know, that it's that whole thing of um, every time you remember a memory, you're not, you lose the original memory. And now you're just remembering a memory of that. I've never heard that. That's that's interesting. So every time, as every year might go by, and I'm remembering that game and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was cool. More and more, it like the memory gets diluted away. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to jump back and and play that. I but I think because it had been so long playing inside, that really wowed me. Um, I was enthralled by that. I, I did it in one sitting because I didn't want to put it down. Uh, and it's mm. also around the same length of like three to four hours, maybe. I I think um, inside was a little bit longer. I I feel, but it might be just because I was a little more familiar with Limbo. I think that's that thing of when you go back and replay it. Even though it's been so long, some of the puzzles start clicking in your head and yeah, you come to the conclusion yeah. quicker than what you would have the first yeah. time around because it only took me like two and a half hours this this time to beat the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think finishing Inside, I was like, oh, yeah, wow, that was like even better than Limbo. Uh, I really like the the art style of Inside. It's 3D this time, but it's still a platformer, but it does some cool things of a bit more of that, like zooming in, zooming out, 
the perspective isn't completely flat. There's it's sort of you're running on an angle sometimes, and there's a lot more depth to uh, the the frame, and you can see a lot, lot more stuff going on in layers of background where Limbo has that haze and that fog to it, where you can almost kind of make out like buildings in the background or something, but it's not clear enough for them to actually kind of show you little uh, like scenes of like non-verbal scenes of characters doing things. Yeah, there's a lot more world building going on in Inside. But now I'm not sure. After replaying Limbo, it is so it is very neat uh, package. But then I'm but this is where I get to, and I'm thinking, is it just nostalgia? Like I played it at the time. We've we've mentioned how it was a big deal for kind of uh, creating like rebirthing this little genre of of game. But now it is kind of dime a dozen, mm. and you play it, and then you go, oh yeah, I've played little, little nightmares, or you know this or that, or yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's so many of these little titles now that I don't know if somebody that's played all of the games that have come afterwards would go mm. back to the original the same way and play it and go like, oh no, but I can see how this is like so important. Yeah, yeah, it might feel kind of uh, quaint in comparison. Yeah, almost. Like I feel like if you go back to uh, like a Jurassic Park and watch that, there's qualities about Jurassic Park that are better than the things that came afterwards that it inspired still. Mm -hmm. You go back Mm -hmm. and you're like, that's the original. You go, no, I can see why this is the original and it is kind of still the best. Where I don't know if Limbo has that quality to it. But obviously, I think it's it's a preference thing. Yeah, I think it does ultimately boil down to preference and maybe what you've played first or what you've played previous to playing it. If you've, uh, like you said, if you've um, played everything that's come afterwards, uh, in terms of the the genre and the style, I, I don't know which I prefer out of this and inside. I think I prefer the neatness, like you said, of of this one. I like the kind of storyboard storyboard, excuse me, storybook aesthetic that it it conjures up um, with its art style. And I think I like the more vague nature of the story in this one. I think Inside tries for something a little more grandiose and as though it's trying to say something, but I think it ultimately says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this, this it's it's kind of not really, it's pretty upfront that it's not saying anything. It's leaving everything up to you and, and what you get out of it is, is what you get out of it and stuff. It, it seems a little... I'm going to use this word, which which has negative connotations, but I mean it quite neutrally. I think it's less pretentious. Yeah, I think um, Inside has has much greater pretensions, which is funny considering I've I've kind of we talked about this game and Braid kind of flying the the games as art banner at, at the time. But yeah, I understand. I I kind of agree with you. I feel like Inside is kind of trying a bit harder to be like, look at us, we're art, than what Limbo is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of the um, nature of having a sequel. Like you've got to try and be bigger and better. Yeah, or it's, it's, gone, been, it's been so many exactly. years since Limbo came out that exactly. like, it was nearly yeah. 10 and, years, I think. So, And I think they they achieve everything they set out to do in terms of making uh, it, like coming back to that format and but making it bigger and better and stuff. Um, the world building is, is great and the world that they build is richer and uh, darker and more vibrant in every way. But again, I kind of prefer I prefer the neatness of of Limbo, and I prefer them kind of working within the limitations of not just the technical limitations, but I guess the limitations of what they thought they could put up pull uh, pull off for mm. the time. Yeah, you know they 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 laid the laid the ground for future games, like like you said, you know the legacy that this game holds. I guess I I idealize a little bit, or I, I value that enough to to rate it higher personally. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with you, I think, about the the vagueness. I think Inside has all of those ingredients about its world building, the, the mm-hmm. kind of things that I like, that I'm like, yeah, that's 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 cool and interesting. I like that sci-fi stuff. I like that kind of uh, Cronenberg-y weirdness and laboratories. Mm-hmm. And But, yeah, there's something really uh, interesting about just how vague it is and the the ability to hold not just your attention span, but to elicit that kind of emotional response and experience that you gain from that. And then when you're asked, oh, what did it mean? What was the what was the plot about? And you can't mm. explain it, but you go, but it mm. but I felt so many emotions playing this yeah, that I'm not yeah, able yeah, to describe. Yeah, totally. yeah, it's yeah. Like I a felt magic scared, trick. I felt sad, I felt uh, elated. It's a really cool game for that, you're right. There's a couple of moments where things start 
chasing you or they're mm. like re- things are really on your tail, whether it's the spider or a boulder or something, that you, mm. you have to make those jumps at that pinpoint right moment at a little bit too late yeah. and you'll fall off the edge a little bit too early and you won't yeah, make the jump yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, those leaps of faith. And it's kind of that uncharted uh, quality of... Oh, like just as you leap off that platform, the platform collapses and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does really comparison. get your heart racing uh, mm. from those moments. Yeah, I think playing it, playing it this time because all the set pieces I kind of knew or had uh, really vague memories of. They didn't make me, you know, exclaim. Like I remember playing through this for the first time. The I think the reason that it takes the, the, your first playthrough of, of this game and, and of Inside takes a bit longer is because the set pieces are, are so... I mean, you're like a deer in the headlo- headlights with, yeah, with yeah. most of them when you, you really first see that you spider. You stop or, and yeah, stare yeah. and you're in awe of it. Yep, and, and probably get killed by it shortly after and then have to figure out how to actually advance. Uh, I mean, with Inside, the the stuff where you're underwater with the, uh, like the siren yeah. kind of creature, um, that's terrifying the first time you play through it because you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I think that this game had that quality the first time I played it. I remember being it, it really scaring me. Um, but this time I was like, I don't know, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and you get up to the point, you go, oh, yeah, here's the hotel letters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember this. The, the the real peaks of those set piece moments, like those those leaps of faith that you you talked about, even though I wasn't exclaiming out loud, I still felt my heart rate yeah. shoot up. Like yeah. I still felt I still felt my blood pumping playing those bits. I still felt those the echoes of those feelings that you talked about, even if I wasn't feeling them in full force, they were there. You know. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I think that's a that's a that's a feat. That's a testament to uh, how well produced this game is. Yeah, I think uh, visually as well, it really holds up. They picked such a simplistic art style. Uh, a lot of 2D artwork games of this time, even though they're going for a less uh, photorealistic style, they don't. They're kind of outclassed by the artistry of games today, um, mm. and you can tell their age based on that. And you can tell it's you can tell this is an older game a little bit, but based on its uh, its art style and its assets, there's a couple of moments. I think when you're climbing up ladders, that the arms have a very kind of like jerky nature that you can almost see a little bit of the animation. It looks like that old school flash animation where you're like, oh yeah, like the forearm is is, is a, a piece and the, the upper arm is a yes, piece and they're, sure, they're swinging sure, sure. on a hinge kind of thing. Yeah. But most of the time that's quite seamless and the decision to make everything so uh, soft and out of focus, it really holds up. There's nothing visually that stood out to me playing it through again that I was like, oh, that yeah, doesn't I, I think every 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 creative decision made about the the look and feel of this game works in its works uh, to its advantage uh, and works to great effect. Like the the stuff you took, like I thought I was going to boot this game up and it was going to feel like a like a flash game from the early two thousands, and I was thrilled that it didn't. And I think the the stuff you talked about with like the the arms kind of looking like that, I chalk that up to, or in my mind, that just reinforces the like kind of stencil cutout um like almost storybook puppet kind of storybook yeah. kind of thing and like it looks like a pop-up book no that's or true because it um, is very much a where they shadow have those puppet, you know, yeah uh, where they it, of- you'd make those little like i don't know if you ever did this in school or or if you've ever seen this where uh you make like your 2d kind of cutout characters and their their joints are like those fold out pins yes yeah where you put them through and then you fold them and then they they move like you know uh, like, like kind of like marionettes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, very much. That's, these, your, that's your granddad's flash animations. Ones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's your granddaddy's flash animations. Uh, and I think it it works. Slight jankiness of, of animation just reinforces the the art direction in, yeah. in my mind. Yeah, you're right. No, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like a shadow puppet, but that's very mm, much even like, like the, what the that his is. the the little boys like white eyes and stuff just looks like you know light. Yeah, poking uh, through them, poking yeah. through the the holes. One of the moments that is a nice, I think it's probably my favorite puzzle that gives you that like click aha moment is uh, at first I was like, these, these guys are real fucking assholes. They're really, um, <laughs> they're like playing with you because you walk along and you can see that there's like a big metal uh, like piston that you're like, okay, that, that might like crush me. It's, it's going to yeah. stomp on me. Uh, and yes. you can make out like a button. So you press the button, it like, and it stomps you. So you're like, okay, I've got to jump over this button. And then you come to yeah. another one that has the exact same shape, and you go, okay, I'm going to jump over this button. But it, it's not a button. That's a platform that is like slightly raised. That and yeah, then left yeah, or right yeah. of it is a button. So then they crush you again. And I was like, 
all right, fuck you guys. Yeah, you think, <laughs> yeah, you're, you totally. think you're all that. But then you go a little bit further and that's the first time that you, well, you've seen like people uh, a couple yeah. of times and they've run away just as, just as soon as you've gotten to the screen where they're in, they keep mm. running to the right and they disappear again. This is the mm. first time where there's three of them and they've got like dart guns mm. and then they, they leap over the ledge and start chasing you and you go, oh, fuck. And so you yeah. you start running to the left and then you have that that click light bulb moment of, ah, oh, I know how the puzzle, I know how to like avoid these these big fucking things I know now. how the traps work. These the guys tra- don't. Yeah, and these guys don't, so the traps kill them all off. What's that called? Is it Schadenfreude or whatever? Schadenfreude. That, yeah, yeah. yeah you're totally. like, ha ha. Yeah, now, nah. like, I was annoyed by it, but now I see the fun in in laughing at somebody else experiencing that same, <laughs> that yeah, same totally. experience. Uh, I think like favorites uh, set pieces for me. I feel like the spider is still just as is just as affecting a, a set piece as it was the first time I played yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, having to like lay the bear trap at its feet and like. That the the leg kind of like following you for a bit and then yeah. lifting up and you've got to wait for it to strike and just like get out of the way. Yeah, that's really cool the way it trains on you and you move yeah. like back and forwards and you can see it following you like pinpoint yeah, accuracy. Yeah. And then when it starts uh, following you through the next bit, like you make your way up the the little um, fortress that these people have built. And then you hear this rumble, and the spider comes comes out of the side, and he's got one of the the people from the fortress kind of area yeah. on one of his legs, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool bit. Yeah, I'd forgotten when you're going up through the cave and you get stuck on the cobwebs on the floor. Mm. I'd forgotten what happened in that that moment, so I mm. was mashing the button like trying to jump and like wriggle my way out of it because I thought I could. <laughs> Um, and then it caught me, but then it's obviously like, no, you had to get caught. That was a scripted thing, and it, it ro- like wraps you up Frodo style, <laughs> like Shelob, and then you're hopping along in your uh, cobwebs for a little while before you like fall down the hill and they all break off. Yeah, the spider is is definitely a standout as well, especially mm. that um again that those adrenaline moments and leap of faiths when that final uh, chase and it's hauling ass after you and you're like, oh shit, and you like leap yeah. over all of these holes and stuff and then it slips and it's it's always that perfect moment of like even though you're doing everything right it's like right behind you like it's a centimeter off touching you and you're like fuck yeah, and yeah, then it falls yeah. down the the cliff and you're like oh sweet i'm all good um, yeah. and then there's the boulder with the the little twig there's like a little platform at the end of this cliff that i can jump mm-hmm. down and hide yeah. up against the wall and, and as you're yeah. running back to jump in that area the spider's climbed up the gorge and you're like yeah. oh shit and, and then the it, boulder like, hits the spider almost fucking gets you and, and every single time I mean they've clearly programmed it so that as long as you make it you know as long as you hug the wall as you fall the spider's not going to get you but I always feel like it's going to get me it's so it, close it's, it's a really it, it cool feels, moment it's like a centimeter perfect and that's what's so so amazing about it that really yeah. like keeps that um that tension up. Yeah. Do you think any of the other set pieces uh, are quite as effective as that one? I feel like maybe, like I'm thinking about it now, and I'm and and I'm tempted to say that that it kind of blows its load, so to speak. <laughs> um, uh, you we're, we're talking about a little gonna... boy in a big, big, scary world here. I got to be careful, but um, it, it feels as though it kind of yeah blows its load, for lack of a better term quite early on and the rest of the set pieces don't hit as hard. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're right there. It doesn't there's nothing that is as large a threat as that spider. Yeah, and I will say I think also, that's something just that purely physically like there's nothing large yeah, like yeah. that chasing after you. Yeah. Um I I will say uh I will say that's something that I think inside has going for it over this mm. is that it manages to up the ante quite consistently. Uh, up to the very end, and then the, the I mean the end is is spectacular. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it ultimately, it, again, it, it ultimately doesn't amounts mean to anything. very little. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't really yeah. mean anything. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, you're right. I think like all of the industrial area and facility with the anti gravity stuff. There's nothing pursuing you. Mm. Um, the spider is really a scary pursuer, uh, but all of those environments aren't really designed to have something large chasing you in those areas. Yeah. Um, but they could have come up with something like you mentioned the sirens in Inside is something that they came up with as a, a different idea that's a, it's it's small and fast. Yeah. So the yeah. second you jump in the water, you go fucking terrifying. Home. Like, yeah, there's 
I can see where I need to go in the water and I need to book it and go there. Like as the crow flies, it, I can't divert for a second. Otherwise yeah. that, that thing's going to get me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas that, you're in that's a different um, environment that's under the water and you're like, this isn't my natural in my element. And they yeah. are fucking like fast. And I think there are a few puzzles in Limbo where you need that kind of you got to fucking book it to make the, the to make the jump when this thing is falling down or sliding down or whatever. Um, but because it's all environment, excuse me, it's all environmental based puzzle platforming. There's not that sense of urgency that makes you go, I've got to fucking book it. So it makes those puzzles a little frustrating. I found. Yeah. Um, there were ones where I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, like surely there's some wiggle room with this or like why is there no wiggle room with this there's no spider chasing me <laughs> i've got all the fucking time in the world why is this all need i to think be so, about so is precise? the in the industrial area with all the gears and you start mm. rotate like the the world starts rotating around mm. you yeah that's a really yeah, cool yeah. moment that's a really cool moment that but there's times where they 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 fuck with you because the like the the lights might be swinging back and forwards and so yeah. you're making leaps of, leaps of faith in the dark and you're thinking yeah. like, oh, I've got to keep up because if it keeps rotating and I haven't moved, I'm going to fall off the edge. Yeah. And there's a few moments in a row where you jump down and then you realize like, oh, no, this was a ledge. Now that it's continued to rotate, I can see that this is a ledge and I should have waited and jumped. Yeah. But mm. now there's a boulder and it's come and crushed me. And so those things that are chasing you in that moment are just a bunch mm. of boulders one after another. Um, yeah. It's not as – it's just kind of the, oh, yeah, I see what you did. You fucking – I thought I was getting ahead and instead I fucked myself because no, you guys, yeah. you guys know better than me. You're still tricking me, but that's the yeah. thing. You do just feel a little bit frustrated because it's like, ha ha, we got you. We tricked you. Yeah. It feels a little cheap in comparison. Mm. Yeah. But that uh, spider is like truly horrifying. And it, it, you kind of have that weird, gross sense of satisfaction when you find it at the bottom of the ravine and it's just got one leg left and it's like yeah, still yeah. crawling towards you, kind of like yeah. Terminator style. But if you get too close to it, it still fucking kills you. Yeah, it will yeah. still impale you with that one leg. If you you've got to let it try and take a swing at you, um, and then when it does that, like grab its leg and then uh, rip it off. It has a chance to pull it back and then you pull it off, and that is so gross because you don't. It doesn't like gross. come off in one clean thing or anything. Like you pull it and you can it's see like the, the sinews and, and shit. Ugh. Yeah, oh, so grotty. And there's all like yeah, it's like got like gross liquid coming out and there's all sloppy mm. sound effects. And then you're like, oh yeah. cool, I'll use this as like a stepping stone. <laughs> Yeah, to get over a puzzle, spike pit, and you're fucking rolling around this big, like spider body. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a weird, gross uh, sense of like, ha, fuck you, spider! I finally defeated you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to use you as an environmental like stepping stone. Um, Something I did think was cool uh, was I knew because I knew how it ended. um, You know, you end the end of the game is uh, you come to a, I guess, a screen that looks kind of like the opening like the the menu of the game which is like a kind of treehouse looking thing out yeah. in the woods with who i think is like the boy's sister or something it's a girl um, this like girl girl character so at about the halfway mark like maybe an hour into the game um you come across that and i was like oh fuck we're here already oh well that was that was easy that was quick and it's a fake out and i was like ah that's cool i didn't remember that there being a fake out in this yeah i don't remember i didn't remember the end yeah, so then I was like, oh, no, yeah, this is the end. The credits have rolled. And then it goes straight from the credits back to the main menu. Like, the main menu fades back in to that yeah. exact same place. And I was like, ah, but then there's, like, two par- like two different swarms of flies. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of around, like, what it implies is, like, where they were both standing. And it's like, oh, is that, yeah. like, their corpses are there now and flies yeah, are... Yeah, and it's raining and, like, the, the rope, la- the ladder rope... Ladder rope, rope ladder, excuse me, um, is all like broken and, and fucked up and stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty grim, grim implication. The, the lore implications, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the the end of the game, the last puzzle for the game. Did you struggle with this at all? I don't remember struggling yes. with it the first time I played it, but I struggled like a motherfucker to do it this time. I I was getting to the point where I was going come on because i was just banging my head against a wall like quite literally or, or more more accurately banging this child against electrocuted wall and two saw blades that i couldn't i couldn't figure out the the uh the order of things i had to do and then once yeah. i finally figured it out i was like a little bit like i was like oh yeah of course god damn it but but by that point i'd been 
I was so frustrated that when I it, when it flung me through the thing and it all slowed down and I realized, oh yeah, this is that was the last puzzle and this is the end of the game. Part of my response was, thank fuck for that. Like I was really <laughs> done. I was really fucking done. Um, I still like this get the game. I still rate it, but um, it did uh, sour my my mood at the yeah. end of it. How did you find it? Uh, yeah, I struggled. I was I got a little bit frustrated, but not too much. But I had I was doing it where I was I was timing it because the gravity is going on and then off and like mm. switching back and forwards on a timer, and you can kind of hear a tick down. I was like thinking that I was timing it just enough that I just needed to like jump out off of the roof. The gravity would switch so I would fall to the floor, and that's then, what I was trying and to then do. Then run and, and then jump run. again before the gravity pulled me back up to where a saw blade is. And I, yeah. I swear to God, I had gotten to the very, very end of where that kind of force field is. But because yeah, I did, yeah. couldn't like, I didn't realize that it was a force field. Me neither. I think I had made it in time, but then you're kind of, you can't get any further and then you're getting killed yeah, by the saw so blade. Right. And that's where I was like, come on. So I died and then once there. once I realized what I'll, we're supposed to do. So I probably died there like 15 times or something. Mm. And there was a couple of times I was like, surely I made it. And then that's yeah. finally what made me rethink it. And then I went, oh, of course I can. There's there's a button to switch the gravity uh, to make everything flow to the right. Yeah. And then I went, oh, of course I can make myself, uh, as I'm falling down, I can do that mm. and it will swing me around the blade. Yeah, yeah. And then I finally yeah, did that me, and I was it like. It took me way too Ooh. long to figure that out. Yeah, it took me a while. Yeah. It took me a while, but I didn't get that frustrated that I was like, thank fucking Christ. I was just like. <laughs> it was that moment of like, oh, yeah, fucking, of course it is, idiot. Yeah, why yeah. Do you think, I, was, I was. Why do you think that oh. thing was there? Why do you think that gravity thing was that gravity switch was there if it wasn't required for the puzzle? Trust me, I'm aware. Most like That's- like most frustrations, it comes from a, a frustration at myself first and foremost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was like, okay, good. That's the end. The 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 use of, I mean, we we're just talking about like the gravity puzzles and the the kind of rhythmic uh, audio cues to know when to to activate certain things or, or what have you. Uh, those are things that carry through into inside, and I did really enjoy playing this and gu- and and uh, taking note of uh, just how much they bring back in inside, but expand upon. Yeah. Um. It, it really is. Uh, I again. Um. I I still prefer Limbo, but make no mistake, Inside I think is a bigger and better sequel. Um. F- from a gameplay standpoint, across the board. Yeah. Um. In 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 every way, I would say. Uh, the sound design is better. The soundtrack is better. The art style—I mean, it's—it's it's pretty is is kind of subjective. It's it's what you prefer. Yeah, it's preference. But I think. it's it's certainly it helps build a, a a much deeper world for you know you to ultimately draw nothing from. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but still credit to them. I should say I'm being somewhat facetious. Like I'm sure there's a point to to inside, but I think what Limbo does is give you only vagaries so you kind of it, it, it doesn't feel irritating when the story ultimately leads to nothing mm. or um, uh, means nothing whereas with inside they they do build this big world that you're interested to know more and more and more about and it feels like it's building to some some kind of payoff uh, or you're gonna know something like this is this will all make some kind of sense and then it doesn't and yeah. And and maybe I mean I think that's probably something that that fans of the game really like. It could be. I think you're uh, right. I'm, prob- like I'm prob- probably I'm probably missing the point to a degree. There probably but- is uh, like a uh, a more definitive like point to inside. But I feel mm-hmm. like if we're not getting it from the game and we're actually like paying attention, mm-hmm. and so they're having to like look elsewhere to figure that stuff out, then I think that kind of misses the point. Like it should be. I feel like I can't think of examples, but I've watched films or television shows that can be quite vague, quite... Actually, no. Here we go. Here's a good example. The Denny Villeneuve film Enemy. Very surreal, uh, very cryptic, Mm -hmm. uh, doppelganger kind of story. Mm. That's the kind of thing where you go, oh, wow, like it has a really cool kind of ending that kind of ends uh, almost anticlimactically Mm. in a way that you go, what the fuck was that about? I was really interested the whole time, but hang on. But I feel like re-watching it again, you mm. go, oh, I see all of these things now that I didn't pick up yeah. on the first time that now makes sense and I can understand what this movie's about. 
I don't feel like replaying inside gives yeah. you that context. Yeah, I think that's a go, really Oh, now I understand the meaning of it. Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head uh there with with this. And I think where Limbo kind of uses the the vagaries and stuff to champion the like games as art thing to hold that banner high. I feel like this is hiding behind that banner. And I'm like, no, 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 motherfucker. No, 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 no. Get that fucking banner out of here. You got nothing to say, do you? Fuck you. Yeah, I think ultimately with with this, with this, I kind of because I mean, it's not just just games is is art. Games are a mode of storytelling that rivals uh film and TV nowadays. Like that's that's the the landscape we're we're in now um with regards to games. So this seems to want to say something with the amount of effort they've put into building this world. Surely they've got something to say, or there is a point to to all of it. So when there isn't, I think it is kind of frustrating to a to a degree, and it does it does feel more pointless because of that. I mean, I I, I guess I'm applying the same logic I apply to movies and and TV shows and stuff. I'm like, if it's not on the fucking page, it's not on the page. Yeah. Like if it's not there, it's not it's not there. Like if you're asking me to 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 read into it. You haven't like I want to know. Don't ask me what I think it's about. Tell me what it's about. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think uh, it can come off a little bit like you're saying the games is art thing. Uh, it can come off a little bit like it's trying to be more like a film or a TV show. But I think that's trying to uh, like. I think there's there's a large portion of people trying like who want that. Like, oh look, I want this game to be able to hold up to say to the world, like, look, this is, ha- look at this example of this game. This can mm. be as, as artful and important as a film or any other piece of medium. But I feel mm. like whenever a game tries to do that, it, it neglects the qualities of what a game has that a TV show and film can't do. And so it does a disservice yeah, yeah. as an interactive medium because it's just trying to uh, in- impersonate a film. Yeah, yeah, true. And and I mean if it wants to be judged like in the the same way that film and TV is, like it's going to be and it's not going to hold up, you know. I don't know. I think it's all right. I think we've gone on long enough like it's mostly it's supposed to be a limbo thing and we've spent the last like 15 20 minutes talking about it inside, so Yeah, sure, we'll probably sure. wrap it up. All right, give me give me one second. I I think I've got something. I, I might have something. <laughs> let me let me let me fucking okay. try this. Nah, I think we've I think this horse has been in, killed in, in a really a, gruesome well, way by a spider, <laughs> and we're just we're just kicking it. Yeah, yeah, totally. We're just yeah, absolutely I think we're kicking the shit out of this dead horse. We've said everything we need to say in a in quite a like verbose and, and drawn out way, but <laughs> uh, we don't have a we don't have a succinct and and poetic way to put this. I think I said at the start, like uh, inside has a pretense that Limbo doesn't, mm. but still, like it is, it is. Um, it is an accomplishment still that they have left an uh, lasting emotional effect on us, even though we are like, Absolutely. oh, what did it say? I, I, I don't yeah. know. But it yeah, evoked I mean, a whole lot of shit. That's that's still exactly. very and interesting I mean, and a lot better than what some other things do. Totally. I mean, the, the the last thing you'll be left with playing either of these, these games, I think, is indifference, and that speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh I had a blast talking. I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as we did chatting, mm-hmm. flapping our lips Yeesh. about it. Would love to know what you think uh, of, of this game or of any other episode we've done. You can hit us at Rose Tint Review on Twitter to do that. You can also answer the question of the episode. Do, you th- do we want people to weigh in on the debate, Limbo or Inside, which do they prefer? Yeah, yeah, that's a decent question. Like, definitely let us know if you got something out of Inside. If you were like, if you're sitting there listening to the podcast, absolutely fucking frustrated, <laughs> screaming at us, going, No, you fucking idiots. It was These right dumb there. Shits. This is what yeah, Inside yeah. is about. And it's in the fucking game. I saw it. You didn't it. stick around for the after credit sequence, dipshit. Nick Fury came on and explained <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Connor, what do you feel like following this up with? Okay, um, really quickly, because I know what I'm going to follow it up with, but I'm also like, oh, do I have any video games I could follow this up with? I don't know, do you? Nah, none that I've put any thought into. Okay. I'll have a think maybe next time. Um, but this time, uh, I would like to follow up the the 
scary, grim, uh, monochromatic world of limbo. Ooh. Um, yes. and, and at a time where our, where our own world is uh, not quite monochromatic, but uh, scary nonetheless, um, I'd, I'd like to, to take us somewhere a little more lighthearted, uh, a comedy of, of, I can say yesteryear at this point. I want to do Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, a 2007 <laughs> nice. uh, comedy film directed by Jake Castan, starring John C. Riley as Dewey Cox. Fuck yeah. That's cool. I fucking love this movie and I'm so excited to revisit it and nice. talk about it with you. I'm yeah. keen. And so Yeah, I'm hoping hoping it'll be as much fun as like Borat and uh uh what was that other comedy movie we I guess did? we'll see Black if it Dynamite. holds up. I guess that's uh We'll see. Yeah. We'll, it's we'll find like out. That's the point of <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I'll and so yeah, fucking save it for the ring. We have to say uh we're gonna be watching the the, the theatrical cut? We will be watching we, the theatrical cut and we'll be talking about why on the episode. But yes. watch the theatrical cut just so we're on the same page. Yeah, watch anyone the watching same movie. at home that wants to follow along at home, mm-hmm. uh, do the book club kind of thing, watch the theatrical cut so you know what we're talking about. Exactly. Because otherwise you're going to be sitting there going, what are they talking about? This movie was bloated and not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And who knows? Maybe we'll be saying that too. We will find out next week when we find out whether or not our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. 